Listener supported. WNYC Studios. So many white guys. So many. So many white guys. So white. How much whiteness? All over the place. God damn. Hey, hey, welcome to So Many White Guys. I'm Phoebe Robinson. I'm joined with my co-host, Joanna Salataroff. What up, baby girl? Hi, sweet thing. How are you? I'm so excited. I can barely contain my excitement because today we have a legend in the black community. We have Vivica A. Fox. It was such a dream come true. And when I was prepping for this interview, you know, she's been in so many movies that are from my childhood and from my teenage years, you know. I was thinking about, like, Soul Food and Don't Be a Menace, Kill Bill, and Set It Off, and Two Could Play That Game, and just, like, have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it. It is so good. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Tell me, what's the plot? No, Joanna, we did this with Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, and it was fully a freaking disaster, but you know what? Do the people like my summaries of things? Yes. All right. Well, you know what? Let me... Hold on. Just give me a second to just get this together. This is going to be a full-on shit show. It was a typical Okay. So the movie is called Two Can Play That Game. And you know what? I would say it's, it's in the genre of romantic comedy. And it stars Vivica A. Fox, Durr. And uh, Morris Chestnut, who is, oh my God, he's so hot. Um, do you know who Morris Chestnut is? No, but it's a great name. Isn't that a great name? Yeah. You have to be hot to have that name. Yeah, for sure. He was fun. But there was something else about him. You know? So anyway, Vivica plays this woman named Shantae. And she has a boyfriend, played by Morris Chestnut. Um, they have some challenges in their relationship. And I think he either, like, wants to leave her or he is tempted to cheat so you're like what what how are you gonna cheat on vivica a fox great question pb you know what i ask the tough questions you sure do and i never get any answers back (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to so many white guys everybody (laughs) okay and then the other side morris has his friend who's played by anthony anderson Oh, my God. Such a great actor. And so, basically, Anthony's like, yo, man, you don't. You listen, man. Don't. I need to get back to being the player that I used to be. Play on. Pop your collar. <laughs> great dialogue so far. Sign me up, dude. <laughs> I mean, what's that? That's a pretty good scene. That's, I think, the best scene in the movie. <laughs> great scene. So moved. And so then, you know, hilarity ensues. It's a battle of the sexes. Oh, so it's like wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you couldn't tell by my horrific Anthony Anderson dialogue, it's not Othello. It's not a drama. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. It sounds so good. I'm going to Blockbuster to pick it up. Yeah, so you know what, Joanna? You got to check it out, and then you got to just live text me while you're watching it, just so I can get your thoughts on it. It'll be only in emojis, though. (laughs) Shocked face. Sunglasses face. Eggplant. When Morris Chestnut 
comes on the screen, it'll be like that drooling person who's like, uh. That's accurate. That's accurate. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see it. You got good recs. Good recommendations. Thank you. Okay, let's get to those commercials, babies. Hey, booze and bays. As always, thanks so much for listening to those funny and sassy-ass commercials. I love you. As you know, today, I'm talking to Vivica A. Fox, and she is an actress, producer, and writer. Her new book, Every Day I'm Hustling, is a great read. And you know what? She also has a hairline, and I buy her hair all the time for my weaves. It's affordable. The hair looks great. Anyway, let's get back to her phenomenal book, which I checked out, called Every Day I'm Hustling. It's a cross between a memoir and self-help. It's kind of the best of both worlds, okay? And also, that title describes all of our lives, you know what I mean? Because you have to hustle in this world, Joni Mitch, to make it. I know it. Hustle, trot, jog, skip. But she does. She hustles. On top of all of that, you guys, she has a new talk show coming out produced by Dr. Phil I legit cannot wait to watch that. So you know what, y'all? You know what, y'all? You're the y'all, Joanna. Oh. (laughs) You're speaking on behalf of the y'all. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Let's get this going. (laughs) Okay, bye, cute, bye. Well, Vivica, thank you so much for being here. I am trying to not fangirl. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna try to be totes profesh, but I'm so like, ah! it's Vivica. Yeah, exactly. Thank it's, you. It's, I do want to say real quick. So, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a great story about you that a Ooh. friend of mine told me, which I was like, oh my god, I knew she was cool. So she was like getting a manicure somewhere, and I think you had to like run in and go to an event, so you quickly got like a manicure and had to like bump her, and then you like paid for her. That was at ABC Nails. Yeah. And, and I was so in a hurry. And yeah. so I just thought that was so kind of her. Yeah. So it's like to do that stuff when you like don't, like you didn't know that that was like my friend and I was going to, you know what I mean? You Small just did world, huh? Yeah. You just did yeah. it because you're a really nice person. So Aww. first like, of all, thank you. You guys, Vivica is the real deal. Okay. okay tell them. Yeah. <laughs> tell them. Well, there's there's so much to talk about with you because your career is like so amazing. You've oh. accomplished so much. You're like writing a book. I want to tell you your your hairline has yes. got me through like so many years. Girl, you and I me needed both. it. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm the the, the sister girl solution now. Yeah. Huh? Yes, <laughs> yes. So, what made you want to? I mean, get into hair. I, I'm sure it's such a crowded industry, and everyone is like, I beat him to the punch. Yeah. So what? Because you were first. like the pioneer of yeah. like celebrity hairline stuff. So what made you kind of be like? This is like like the next step in my becoming a mogul. I, you know, the process of uh, becoming so successful um, with the Vivica Fox hair collection has been a journey, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually took over for Beverly Johnson, who oh, was there, okay. and she decided that she didn't want to do it anymore. And my business partner, Lita Richardson, happened to manage her. And so uh, she approached me. She's like, Viv, you know, they're wanting to go with something fresh and young. What do you think? And I was like, as much money as I spent on wigs and weaves yeah. and acting roles? <laughs> me? Yes. And so I've been doing it now for about eight years. We've just been extended for another four years. Congratulations. And so, but I'll never forget that when I first started doing that, there was a blog that was out that said, when the checks stopped coming in, now she's selling wigs. <gasps> and they hadn't done their homework because the hair industry is a billion-dollar-year franchise. And I was like, oh, I want a piece of that pie. 
And now everyone else is trying to get in, but it's like now we're so advanced. Mm -hmm. So we've got an excellent team there in Philly. And what I love about it is like, you know, black women's hair is so like controversial for so many other people who like don't know us. And what I think is great is that a black woman is doing a hairline made for us, which I think is so important as opposed to being like outsourced by some sort of company that doesn't really like know our stories and our struggles with our hair. And I think that's like so important. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. That's why I'm glad our key hairstylist is a sister. Yeah. So she can let them know because Amacor is Asian run, Mm -hmm. but that she's the key hairstylist and we have African-American employees there. But Amacor has been in business for 25 years and she goes and I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, nope, nope. Need to be made lighter, more kinky. Give me some kink. Give me this. Give me that. And it works. Thank y'all for liking good hair. (laughs) And so what has been your, not to like geek out about your resume, Mm. but what has been your your favorite role? I'm very curious. Shantae, two can play that game. Yeah. Shantae. Well, because when I got out the limousine that night and I looked up at the marquee, it said starring Vivica A. Fox. <gasps> that was like, wow. oh, I'm a movie star. Yeah. I read that for that movie, you felt like you had to fight for a lot of things to, to I get. I fought it. for everything. Yeah. So can you like elaborate more, True. like, and just so for the listeners and uh, stuff? Well, when I, I turned down three, two can play that game three times because mm. I just. Mm. I didn't like the language. I didn't like the the way they had it written. I didn't like the way I was, spoke. I just did. I just didn't like it. I said mm-hmm. I was coming off of Independence Day, so I was like, no, that's not. I don't think that's good for me. And they just kept coming back. And every time they say, well, what about this? What about that? So finally, I said, unless I have creative control, I just mm-hmm. won't do it. So they gave me creative control. And I remember going into Clint Culpepper's office with the writer Mark Brown at the time and saying, we got to make Keith stronger mm-hmm. because it needs to be a battle of the sexes between the two. Morris Chestnut cannot with his fine self. Yeah. Be a wimp. Okay. <laughs> you got to let his face get cracked. Her, my face get cracked. Mm-hmm. You've got to surround. I want Shantae to have four friends. I want a friend, friends to be all different, not all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I want a younger friend. I want a friend that's kind of like you in a little bit. And then I want a, a heavier set girl mm-hmm. so that she shows different us in different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Um, then I fought for the way I dressed, honey. That first wardrobe lady, I gave her the blues, child. Mm-hmm. I said, baby, you dress me like I'm going to a funeral. <laughs> Shantae is hot. And then I had my friend Cassandra in my ear. She's like, we're going to Versace. And then you need to drive a red convertible. They was like, no, drive a BMW. I was like, why y'all think all black people drive BMW? So I had to fight for the car, girl. I had to fight for the car. Then I had to fight for the language. And then we had to change the script and make Mm -hmm. sure that Shantae wasn't talking to the screen too much and become irritated. I said, baby, they're going to be like, girl, you turn and talk to us one more time. I said, because black audience will keep it real. You know, they'll start talking to the camera and throw some popcorn at you if you ain't no good. So I fall for everything. But that's amazing. And it made it a classic. Yeah, because you got to shape it in this way that you can look back on and be like, I'm so proud that that I'm in it. And then now also it was was a play too yes we did the yeah. play you can play that game the stage play. and how was that because you know that live you know when you shoot a movie you have to kind of wait I don't know like six nine months after you shoot yes. maybe a year to get that reaction but when you're on stage you're getting the immediate Instant sort of feedback yeah that's why I love doing theater yeah do you yeah. want to do more theater not right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't give me another job have her do more theater we need you on Broadway no 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 not right now in the future yeah so let's go back to how how you started out. So you were on, uh, you started out doing soap operas. Yes, I did. Days of Our Lives, yes. which is amazing. April Sutton. Yes. Nurse April Sutton. <laughs> okay, you don't went through the, you done yeah. done your homework. Of course. Okay, okay. not going to research. You know, <laughs> I, I'm honored to be talking to you. So what was it like to be on a soap opera? Because I feel like everyone, like, 
has seen soap operas and you yeah. like fall in love with them you, and like, they're you have gone to, yeah it's like such a thing a that's of, like they don't exist anymore I, and, and whoever thought that yeah. you know your mom and your grandmama and them be like oh baby don't talk to me right now my soap's is on yeah <laughs> and, uh, so that that era left so I was glad that I got to experience that in the beginning of my career mm-hmm. it was hard work uh, you know you have to go home memorize 20 pages come back cry on cue do a hair toss and hit your mark it's a wow. lot and I have a huge Huge amount of respect for soap actors because they do five shows a week. Yeah. That's so what a, kind that's of like that's, that, that's a grind. Yeah. It definitely led to then Young and the Restless, Young and the Restless, then led to Independence Day. Independence Day then led to everything. Yeah. You know? And now here I am an author. Yeah. yeah. And so from your, your soap opera days, what's the most like random thing where you're like, what the heck? I didn't expect this to happen with this job. Uh, that of. the first time I had a sex scene, I ran out of the bed. <laughs> With Christoph St. John. Um, <laughs> I had never did a love scene before, right. so I was like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and do you uh, ask actors, love scenes are the most uncomfortable. They're, They're so awkward. Like getting in bed with someone that, yeah. like, you may be attracted to them or you work with them or you see them as your brother, and then all of a sudden there you are, like, making out and right. it's choreographed and there's cameramen <laughs> and lights there. Awkward. <laughs> okay. So, so when you were, Starting out and, you know, you got into Independence Day, which just became like the movie of like the summer of the year. Mm -hmm. Were you just kind of like, what is happening? Like there's no manual for that. Well, I I may not have known the magnitude Mm -hmm. of what it was going to do for my career, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was going to be a big movie because, honey, when I I didn't get to audition at first for uh, Independence Day. Really? I called my agent and was like, everybody named Mama auditioning for Independence Day. What's going on my turn? And she was like, baby, you're on a soap opera. You ain't got a big enough name. And (gasps) luckily, the producer's wife, Bill Fay, um, his wife was at home pregnant and watching Young and the Restless and saw me on Young and the Restless and was like, have you found Jasmine yet? I think I found the girl. Wow. And I had worked with Will on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And so six auditions later, I finally got Wait, it. Six? Six. Oh, they put me through it because I didn't have a name. I was on a soap opera. Wow. It was back in the day, a $60 million film. And so, I, honey, I fought. But the first audition, I got another little quick funny story. Let's hear it. You know, Jasmine was a stripper, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my outfit that I went in there with was... <laughs> I had on a tight patent leather white jumpsuit and honey with some red lipstick on. You know, I was stripper extraordinaire, honey. When I walked in, the lady just, I saw her kind of like, so I was thinking, oh, she thinks I got a good body. Yeah. <laughs> honey, when we, she, they yelled, cut, she said, it's a good thing you can act. I'm going to give you a call back, wow. but you bet not come back in here wearing that outfit. <laughs> you bet not. You bet not. You're like, I'm being method. I, I, like, I don't I'm know. I'm a stripper. She says, it's the stripper <laughs> with a heart of gold. Go home and watch, uh, uh, what was the movie with Sandra Bullock? Oh, oh Speed, Speed. Speed, Speed. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. And, and get the feel of it. And I got it. Yeah. It's like, that's what you did. I love that. And so then when the movie comes out and it just like hits the way that it did, yeah. there's no sort of like manual that tells you, hey, Agreed. you're going to be famous now. Everyone's going to like want to work with you. Agreed. How do you deal with that? Like, how do you not let it go to your head? You're so down to earth. Like, how do you not... Oh, I had a time when my head was big oh, and I you could barely did? fit it through. Ooh, I'm sure let's I hear did. it. Let's hear why it. You go, why you go got a little inflated, girl? That's why now I'm on my humble pie tour. <laughs> Shoot. 
shoot. Okay, you you then you get taught the hard way. Uh, but to be honest with you, yeah. I was kind of always down to earth because mm -hmm. I had my family. But I was literally doing movies back to back to back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. But then let me tell you the craziest chapters when you're not the hot ingenue girl. So, um, but yeah, and I don't think I can tell you that for me, it was a humbling experience when the phone didn't start ringing. So instead of me tripping, I just made my phone ring in my own way. Yeah. I went and started producing plays. I got my hairline, which thank you, Lord, for good hair. Yeah. That that afforded me not feeling so like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, you know, that I didn't have to jump through hoops anymore. So business yeah. started happening with me. Well, and that's like one of the things I love about you uh -huh. and your book every day. I'm, I'm hustling. hustling. Hey. You know. I just I'm in my 30s now. And what I've realized is that no one trains women yes. and particularly women of color yes. how to be business people, okay. how to be Agreed. business minded. And so you kind of have to sort of learn on the fly. And mm -hmm. one of the things I love about you is that you just educated yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, so for you, like, how did you sort of come into the like, I'm going to be business minded as well as be an entertainer? I, I could say that that was because of my business partner, Lita mm -hmm. Richardson, who in the book, I let everyone find yourself a Lita, honey. Yeah. <laughs> find yourself a Lita. Because Lita, keep it real, honey. Lita used to read those uh, contracts with Microscope. I was like, girl, how much I'm getting paid? And when is it coming? You know, she's like, uh-uh. <laughs> you got to know everything that you signed up for, Vivica. Yeah. And she was right. So she was very good with mentoring me mm -hmm. and being the business side of my brain and educating me about reading contracts, knowing what's in your contracts, um, knowing that when you've greenlit four or five movies in a row that now you need to get another check as a producer and mm. you get another credit and another check. Yeah. So to having yourself a good partner, I say build your super squad. So have your good team yeah. that helps you to expand your horizons and maybe see things that you didn't see. So you need a team mm -hmm. that sees good things for you that's not sucking and just taking from you. And then when things, you might hit a dry spell, then they go. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you feel like there's any, like, wisdom that you could want to, like, impart to anyone being like, hey, if you're going to get into business, this is, like, what you need to know. These are, like, the top three things that I learned. This is what everyone should know. Uh, the top three things to know when getting into business, according to Vivica, yes. um, is to do your research. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. first thing. Find out if it's going to be profitable. Are you paying attention to those who are in that business field and find out, is there a lane that you can fit in? I have a wonderful saying, know your place, play your position, and stay in your lane. That definitely applies to mm -hmm. business. Number two, be organized mm -hmm. and try to have your own finances because it's good if you have your own finances lined up because you're going to have a period of starting a business where no chips is coming in. So please don't be dependent on your mom and your cousin and your sister and everybody <laughs> else to finance your dream. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, and then number three would um, get out of your own way. If there are people mm. that can help you, that can help your business to grow, and they have success and they want to come in and help you, allow them to come in and help you. Don't be afraid to ask for some help. But mm. if you're wanting to be the head chicken charge, it's a sacrifice. And also get out of your way. It's like applicable to just life in general. Oh, girl. Because we're all like, I think we all have like little self-sabotagers mm -hmm. like within us mm -hmm. where whether it's like this is something new. So I'm going to be like run away for it. Or like yeah. I know like people are expecting this of me. So I'm going to try and like sabotage so it doesn't happen. So it's just like it's really sort of refreshing to hear you be like it's just very simple stuff like read. 
Mm-hmm. Step aside. You know, it's just mm-hmm. really like you just have to start with you. Yes. You know That's what I the mean? main thing. Yeah. And just do your homework and really like lay it out. I always say kind of have like a vision board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of like see it. Like every year I write down my goals, what movies I want to do, if I want to do a television show. You know, it's a process. Yeah. Do you have any fun stuff on your vision board? Like just kind of. <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. What do you? Let every me hear. Every year I go to Jamaica and celebrate my birthday. And every year it's become like more and more. Everybody's like, so we're doing the birthday in Jamaica this year? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we get yes, it. Yes, I go to Montego yeah. Bay and I have fun. And it's the one place I can put down my phone. And That's I great. And I don't care. And I can go float in the waters and. Thank God for all my blessings. Okay, so I, I we have a connection because you're a Midwest girl. You're from Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes, I'm from Ohio, Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, so Midwest. And we have yeah. more connection because my dad used to live in Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Yes, girl. I went sledding down them stories. That's a story in there. Wow, yeah, and that's he so put great. that girl on that sled and he flipped over. <laughs> yeah, you'll, be, you'll, you'll read that and that'll crack you up too. And so, do you do you love like do you like miss the Midwest at all? Because you're like traveling no. all over. No, Mm-mm. I go home. It feels like the Twilight Zone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love to but see my family go home and have my mama's cooking at Thanksgiving. But other than that, it feels like the twilight zone. But isn't it, you know, fun to kind of like, it's just, it's quieter there. It's less like, don't make that face. <laughs> no, but it is quieter there. There's like mm-hmm. less like hustle okay. and bustle. There's no, like... it's not me. I'm sorry. I'd love to go back and visit my mama for just a minute, but I yeah. gotta go. <laughs> Well, what were you like growing up? Did you like it? Because I sure. know when I was a teenager, I was ready to like leave Cleveland. Now I'm like, oh, it's really nice to come back. Yeah, but I mean, I had a wonderful childhood, to be very honest with you. Yeah. I mean, my childhood was awesome. I love my family. and But I was I knew that the world was my oyster. Yeah. My, I never can say the oyster. Oyster, right? Oyster. 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 Yeah, that's how you say it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. The world is my oyster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you, you're basically mm-hmm. like, Midwest, thank you for what you taught me. Mm-hmm. I'll see you twice a year. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, I give shout out to Naptown because, yeah. you know, I got that, like, foundation. Mm-hmm. We lived across the street from the church. Yeah. We was always in church. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of like I was a preacher kid, but my mama was on the usher board, so I don't know how you could say that. But we lived across from the yeah. church, and we were there all the time. Were you ever just kind of like, oh, my God, I just want to, like, not be here and, like, go run around? Or were you kind of, of like, course. okay. Of course. But, so, see, I think yeah. that's why I did so many sports. I played basketball, mm-hmm. volleyball, track, and I was a cheerleader. So I've always had, like, a type A personality. Yeah. yeah. You're high achieving for sure. <laughs> yeah. And are you still a big sports person? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Sports has been so aw- I love sports. I know. Because I played. Yeah. And I so understand it. And I like wake up like all the time to like ESPN. I yeah. swear to God. I Wait, know. who are your teams? Because I'm a sports person too. But Golden I never State played. Warriors. <sighs> oh wow. Who Ooh, you get ready to say? I guess it, well, I'm from Cleveland. So look. LeBron, of King course. James. King James. We yeah. love him. They gonna all be in the finals competing. I know. You know what I mean? Doing yeah. their thizzle. Yeah. See, LeBron was a boss though. Yeah. LeBron was like, this ain't working. You, you, you. And you got to go. Isn't that crazy? He kept it real. <laughs> See, I really love sports. Yeah, of course. I think it's great. Um, okay, so let's talk about the book a okay. little bit more. Writing a book is hard. I've written a book, too. It is hard I had a co-writer. Hell. Kevin Carr O'Leary. Yes. yes. And so when you were like, okay, I'm going to go down this journey of doing a book, what really sort of like was the fuel for you to be like, yeah, I think I want to write a book. And I think I have a lot of things, a lot of wisdom that I want to share with people. Actually, it was when I met my book agent, Albert. And uh, we just kind of like came up with a concept. Mm -hmm. And so every 
Saturday or every weekend I would talk to Kevin for like, you know, hour, hour and a half on the phone. And so we kind of like molded it together. Mm. So every week Kevin would text me and say, this week, let's talk about slaying the red carpet. This week, let's talk about when you worked on Set It Off. This week, let's talk about relationships. Yeah. And, um, but it was going down memory lane and I really felt like you guys have kind of gotten to know me yeah like what you think like strong woman kick bud you know did this mm-hmm. did that and i really felt the book like you really get to know me mm-hmm. angie fox from 38th and emerson yeah. who has been through changes and has been knocked down and had to pick herself up and if i can help you to avoid some of the mistakes i made here we go yeah so, you know, you do have this image of, like, you're, like, this badass. You've been in, like, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. You're funny. You're set stunning. It set, set it off. All this stuff. So what what do you think is, like, the biggest misconception that people have about you? The biggest assumption they have where, and then they meet the you. Like, yeah. Uh, the biggest one is that people think I'm going to be mean for some reason. Uh, yeah. And I think that's just because I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I mean, I've played very strong roles. I yeah. think that's the main reason why. And then you see me on the red carpet and I look polished from head to toe. Well, yeah. that's Vivica Fox. Yeah. You know, and that's so, what I'm, If you didn't look polished, people would read you the filth for that. Say so, that. Say come that. On, Tell let's them. be honest. You know they do. They critique yeah. you from head to toe. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I know when to be on and, and when not to be. So the biggest misconception is that I'm either going to be mean. And then a lot of people, when they meet me, they're like, wow, you're really funny. I'm like, you don't think I crack jokes? You don't yeah. think I have fun? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And so, look, you got books, yes. acting, daytime TV, hair. You're such a collaborator. and You work like so many different people, like Dr. Phil or, you know, tons of black actresses, whether mm-hmm. it's in Set It Off or Soul Food, which is one of my favorites yeah. of all time. I've seen First it like... positive tw- African-American family film. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, it's so... I want us to do a sequel, though. <sighs> See us 20 years later. I mean, everyone else is doing sequels. I would love that. It's a beautiful time in Hollywood for African-Americans. It really is. I'm so happy to be here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was it like during that time where it was just only room for one of you? So how do you, because you, you want the job, but you don't want to like shade anyone else. But you mm-hmm. got to like, this is like how you're making your living. Well, so how do you balance all of you that? You just have to know that it's a business, to be very honest mm-hmm. with you. Like me and Lila Rashawn back in the day used to always compete with one another. And um, we would just, hey, girl, if I don't get it, I hope you get it. So it was a little mm-hmm. bit of a sisterhood, mm-hmm. but we understood when there was competition. Yeah. 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 And so have you ever had to, like, check someone and be like, don't do this. Don't, like, ruin what could be a friendship because of business? Or has it always been kind of, like, a, a decent understanding? No, because if someone trips for me, I usually then shy away from them. I just, mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like doing business with bad people. Yeah. I'm just like, I want to listen to you all day. I want you to tell me what to do, what to eat, what to wear. I want, you know, I want it all. The only thing I can tell you guys is that I've worked very hard to get to this point. I mean, Mm -hmm. I earned it, you know. Um, So of everything that you've done thus far, Mm -hmm. what are you most proud of? That I am an author. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because it's like, I would have never thought that when I was on doing Good Morning America and I looked across the street, I got nervous. And because I was about to walk out and they had the big jumbotron mm-hmm. across the street in Times Square light up. And, you know, usually when I do a project, I have to depend on my co-stars right. or the studio. Mm-hmm. And it was like me. Oh, And gosh. I just was like, <gasps> And it, it did. It made me catch my breath. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. 
I'm an author. Like, yeah. That's so cool. at, right now, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, you're not tired. You're not, you know, da da da. And I was like, I'm an author. Yeah. But I walked in my party last night in New York, and it was like, boom, boom. You know. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, so what so because it felt like this is like your own baby yes. that you got to yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all me. Yeah. That's all me, you know? Yeah. Angie from 38th and Emerson. Yeah, you did uh, it. So what would you tell your younger self like when you were back in the Midwest being like, I, I want to get out of here. Would you tell yourself to calm down? Would you tell yourself, look how far you come? Like what would you To have patience. Mm. To have patience, to know that a career that you can be proud of takes time. Yeah. Because we always want things to happen so quickly. Yeah. And it just doesn't. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. Bibika, bibika, bibika. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so happy that we got to chat today. This was like... So, we had like, girl just, chat. We it was really girl, did. It was girl chat. It just felt so nourishing, too, like so real and honest. And I, I just really thank you for. I, 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 you're welcome. Uh, support black authors, right? Publishing that part. Publishing is very white. So let's, you know, put some put some chocolate up yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And girl power. <laughs> thank you, Vivica. You're welcome, girlfriend. <laughs> Vivica A. Fox, when she walked into the studio, my heart stopped, Joni Midge. I mean, it's understandable. This is two women having brunch. That's what it felt like to me. We were getting boozy and we were getting real. And I was so happy about that. But you guys, guess what? It's not over. It's not over. Why is it not over, Joni? Do you want to tell us why it's not over? Oh, well, it's just because we have another segment coming up, Phoebs. Huh. <gasps> Your favorite segment. Ooh, yes, you know it. It's from myself and Alana Glazer, and it's called Small Acts of re, 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 Resistance. Bum, bum, bum. Resist the system. Resist the man. Resist the dominant discourse imposed upon us by the establishment. Okay, so this week we are talking about motherfucking Kardashian ass Spanx. Okay, Ooh. so, you know, I have a little bit of a Buddha belly and, you know, you wear the Spanx and it kind of like traps you, like no farts are getting out, no food mm. is getting in. What I don't like about it is like we have to be in pain so right. part of our body is invisible and it's just like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I, yeah. I, I have a stomach and it's everyone. Unless you are a, a dancer in a music video, you have a soft belly. So yeah. why are we all pretending that we all have super flat stomachs like Janet Jackson in her heyday? We don't have it. I, too, have a Winnie the Pooh character belly. Those like soft bellies that you want to put your hand on. Yeah. That's what I like about a little belly is that you right? want to touch it. Did you used to wear Spanx? I did wear it yesterday because I was like, I met Oprah and I was like, let me just. I'm so glad you know, Permit. I love when my good friends get together and meet <laughs> each other. It makes me feel like my circle is closing, you know, so I was relieved to see you too. Yeah. So what do you think the takeaway is? Wear Spanx if you're meeting Oprah, I think. And then the rest of the time, don't wear Spanx. Yeah. Give her the respect of having a smooth, <laughs> flat belly. <laughs> and then other yeah. than Oprah, yeah, no Spanx. Bye. Bye. 
The So Many White Guys team includes me, Phoebe Robinson, Rachel Neal, Joanna Solitaroff, Megan Conane, Paula Schumann, Jenny Lawton, Jeremy Bloom, Isaac Jones, Matt Boyton, and Joe Ford. Our theme song was written by a white dude and sung by a bunch of other white dudes. Check out photos of me and Vivica A. Fox from our interview on the WNYC Studios Facebook page. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dope Queen Phoebes. And also, you know what? While you're at it, be a dear and just rate your review us on iTunes. Tell us how great we are. Compliments are always nice. It means a lot. Love you, mean it. Why?